Okay, so I wanted to make um, this next, I guess, instalment uh, or episode, as it were, of this somewhat attempt of, you know, trying to figure out a way to, you know, best document my my life journey and my story as it, you know, continues to unfold and... You know, this, I'm just trying to work out if this is a good medium for me because in the past I've used things like Instagram to basically, you know, record my transition um, because so much of transitioning is, you know, about your physical appearance in a lot of respects. Um, at least it was for me and I know it is for, for a lot of other um, people who go through that a similar experience in their life. So... Having done that in the past, I don't feel as much of a necessity to keep going with that line of work, like that sort of that line of of documenting and sharing things, um, which is why I'm trying to give this voice logging a bit of a go. And it's difficult to be able to just hit record and then start talking about you know, everything and anything when there's no one actually um, present in front of you. And I'm not bouncing this conversation or these ideas off anyone in particular. It's just me um, talking basically to I don't even know who or whom, I'm not sure. Um, and, yeah, it's difficult. It's definitely difficult. difficult. And it's not like making a video log or things like that that I've done in the past where you sort of bring a bit more energy to um, to the recording because, you know, when you're making a video, you're so much more aware of how you come across physically. And I know for myself that I used to make lots of videos actually, like, lots of them in my previous life, basically. Um, and it was always this, like, feeling like I was trying to sell something or even if that selling of something was just myself. And it took a lot of, um, it took a lot of energy to keep that up. And in particular, it, it just sort of, I don't know, made me feel like I was being fake. And you know, with Instagram the way it is at the moment, um, it seems that stories are so much more important for people in um, as a way to see, you know, your story basically. And I don't know, I'm, I just feel like I'm becoming more and more over the necessity to share every little aspect of my life in visual form. Like there's only so many times that I could record my morning walks or going to the gym or what I eat or all of these different things. It's it's not really talking about who I really am. You know, I'm not really communicating through photos anymore the person that I am deep down. Um, you know, when I get to do modelling, 
and I'm on a, a photo shoot, the photo is one thing that comes at the end of the whole process. But for me personally, it's the process that I actually really enjoy doing. And it's, I don't know, it's just something that's different, I guess, um, when you know how much work and how much effort goes in to preparing yourself for that. And so much of it is, I guess, mental. And that's really what I want to try to do with these um, voice logs is talk more about how I am really honestly feeling about my life as it currently is with no filtering around the types of content that I want to talk about. Um, so that's kind of my hope for all of this. It's really to just, you know, get real again with whoever is whoever's listening to this um, and just be a voice out there just in the in the universe just any voice basically just I want to be one of those voices that um, is basically putting words to the real experience of life um, you know this is just my perspective this is what I'm saying is not scripted it's not edited it's it's just me talking, basically, um, and I'm talking about my life and my experience of it. And in sharing it with you, I'm just communicating my perspective, basically. Um, so anyway, that's kind of what I wanted to at least start to talk about today was, you know, my motivation for wanting to even do this a bit more and to go from there. Where I left off my journey yesterday or in the second episode, in the, the, the last one that I did, um, I was basically at uni. And, you know, for me that was almost, you know, seven years ago seven, six, five years ago, that sort of time frame. Um, you know, I was 22, 20, 21, 22, 23 at that time of my life. And I was studying at Sydney Uni, studying finance and accounting, um, something that, you know, at the time I really believed I wanted to do. And I had a group of friends, a really, really good um, group of friends at uni, very um, big support for me at that in that time. And we were all doing, you know, pretty much the same thing, um, give or take a few subjects, um, difference between, between each of us. But we were all pretty much doing the same thing and we were all working towards, you know, getting a job basically after graduating in the finance uh, world. And at the time for me, I was so headstrong 
about wanting to work in investment banking. And it sounds ridiculous in hindsight. You know, if people know me today, that this is such a world away from anything that I could be remotely interested in. But it's just another example of how far away from myself I really, really was getting. Um, You know, I was coming into it from the mindset that I needed to be successful in life and I needed to make the most amount of money possible. And, you know, I was so driven to do that, but at the same time couldn't shake the, I guess, who I really was. You know, I couldn't compromise my values so much (laughs) that I let, you know, things take over my life completely. And I'm so grateful for that, that there was always this, I don't know, guiding compass inside of me or these feelings that really did keep me on a path to becoming the real me, um, even if it was just a little bit. And, you know, in a, I guess in a lot of respects, my mum was a part of that, you know, keeping me on my spiritual path, which then later turned into my, you know, transitional path, um, my gender transition. But, you know, I, I still really wanted to, at the time, become this successful banker, whatever. And the friends that I had at the time, we were all basically consumed by achieving very similar things. Um, but it was actually at this time of my life that a friend of mine um, took me to the side one day and we were talking about um, dating and we were talking about, you know, going out and going to clubs and bars and partying and all of these different things because that's, you know, what we were doing at 22 years of age, working in the city in the corporate world. Um And he took me to the side and said, look, you are terrible at dating and you need serious help. And at this time in my life, I identified as a straight heterosexual male. Um, So basically he was saying that I was terrible with women (laughs) at this point in my life. And he was completely correct. And... I was. I had no idea what I was doing. And how could you? How could I know? Like, it's not who I was. I wasn't a guy. (laughs) I wasn't. I was one of the girls that I was trying to figure out how to date. Um, But, you know, it was a bit of a wake-up call for me because really what he was saying was, look, you think all of this about yourself. You think that you're um, king shit, basically. And you think that you're good at life and you think that you're fit and you think you're healthy and you think that you're smart and successful and all this stuff and you think that girls will like that and other people will like that and basically you're just coming across as a dick. And it was a real awakening for me that moment 
and I can still vividly remember it. You know, it's hard for me to remember what I looked like at the time and it's hard for me to remember myself in that particular situation being 22 and, um, you know, in that moment. But I can still vividly see the same thing that I saw then, you know, today. I can still see exactly that. I can still see my friend telling me that um, I needed to pick my game up. And, you know, so began my journey into a very interesting world, a world of um, learning how to pick up girls at bars and clubs. And it was something that I really tried to understand. I really spent a lot of time and even a lot of money on learning social dynamics and how men and women and, you know, related to each other because I had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, I couldn't tell anyone that deep, deep, Deep down, I wanted to be a girl because I couldn't even tell myself that that was the case. So I needed to continue to act. I needed to research. I needed to perform, basically. And when I look back on that time of my life, I really do just see it now as one giant acting performance. And like most you know, actors, I did my research on the character that I was trying to play. And the person who I was then really was just one giant character. It was, you know, someone who wanted to be successful in business and wanted to be seen as fit and healthy and wanted to be seen as strong and manly, ironically. That was this character that I was creating for myself, a character that was so far away from everything that I am today, you know, I hope. Um, but I do actually owe a lot to that period of my life, that sort of six to nine months of wanting to get better at going out and gaining confidence in talking to complete strangers whether they were male or female, um, you know, I think it really, it did actually help me in that respect. Um, the dating side of things that came out of it and the wanting to make out with different girls at clubs that I barely even knew, I was terrible at, like so atrocious. <laughs> um, and, again, it's no surprise because... Well, it's obvious now. Um, but, you know, we would go out on a Sunday afternoon to one of the sort of main clubs in Sydney and I would just try to feel comfortable in my own skin in those environments. I was really desperately trying hard to feel like I belonged around, you know, other guys my age or beautiful women or, you know, I was really trying desperately to fit into a culture that I really wasn't meant to ever fit into. 
Um, and I pretended like I wanted to be there. I pretended like I enjoyed those late nights or the loud music or the awkwardness of holding your drink for, you know, two hours at a time because you don't know how to approach a, a group of girls or you just don't know what you're doing. Um, I felt like an alien in that world. I, and I have no idea, you know, I can't imagine how, you know, Shay, the, the real me who was always inside of me, how she felt in those clubs at that time. And, you know, even talking about it now, it actually makes me kind of sad that I, I drifted so far away from her and pretended like I was happy. <laughs> I really did try everything to hide her from myself. Um, and it's, it's still hard even to this day to acknowledge how much I hurt her. And it just got worse, you know, as, as I'll continue to talk about in this, in this sort of explanation of my story so far, it, it really did just get worse. Um, you know, at, at that time of my life, I was really only affecting myself. You know, it was just me who I was hurting. I didn't have deep relationships with people beyond my school friends, really. Um, but I didn't have any intimate partner at the time. And, you know, I, to a degree now in hindsight, I'm very grateful for that because I would have just been hurting them as well. Um, but I finished uh, uni with a bit of a different um, mindset and perspective than the one I started with. And I do actually owe it a lot to that time of my life when I was exploring the going out scene and pick up and social dynamics because the one thing that I did learn in that world and from certain different coaches, I guess, you know, people on YouTube and things, was about meditation and about becoming present and in the moment and feeling my self a lot more and my surroundings and just learning to, to trust myself so much more. And that's really what, you know, came out of that journey, out of that experience of going out was, was those things. Um, and I really do owe, owe that part of, you know, I would owe that part of my life a lot because 
it did teach me that there was more to life than just making money. And even though my objective at the time was about, you know, meeting girls and people, you know, at that, my goal was basically to hook up. Let's just call it what it was, even though it was totally not a pure intention of mine. Deep down, that that was what I believe my goal was. Um, but the more that I, I looked into this world and the more that I experienced it, it was becoming clear and evident to me that the only way that I was ever going to even achieve that, you know, ever be in a relationship with anyone, um, was if I was becoming authentic and if I was becoming real and genuine and really believed that I was doing something meaningful with my life. And that's sort of where my life then moved into. It was no longer about, okay, how do I make the most amount of money? It was how do I live the most meaningful life that I can live? And that's where my, I guess, quest for wanting to be an entrepreneur uh, started. And in particular, wanting to understand uh, the, you know, things like positive psychology and philosophy, and all of these different things that made that would help me become a bit more well-rounded, um, you know. But really, I wanted to know myself. I wanted to. I was so desperate to know myself, but yet still at this time in my life, you know, being 23, 20, 24 or whatever, however old I was, I still could not accept my gender dysphoria. I still didn't even know that that was a word or a term. I didn't even know what that meant. You know, on the outside, I was telling people that I'm searching for meaning in my life. I want to be a really positive role model in life. I want to build businesses. I want to be a life coach. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to work in startups. I want, you know, all this positivity in my life. That's what I I told people that I wanted. And yet still at 3 a.m. at midnight on my laptop, on my bed, in secret, I was looking up things like how to feminize the male body, researching articles about food and diet and, you know, how to get a more feminine body shape and exercises, all of this stuff that I just could not accept was the real me. I just still believed that it was some bizarre despicable, disgraceful, disgusting, shameful uh, sexual fetish that I had. I really did at the time. And I don't even, in hindsight now, I don't know how I kept this from other people. I don't know how I lived and functioned so comfortably and easily in society on the outside and yet was dying day after day on the inside. 
I'm just so grateful now that I don't have anything like that in my life that holds me back. There is not a single secret that I have with anyone anymore. I'm not ashamed about any aspect of my life other than how shameful I was of my past and how shameful I was of wanting to live life as the woman that I deep down knew I was. But I guess I'll leave it there for now um, because I want these, these episodes, I guess, to be both real and raw, but I also want them to be easily digested um, time-wise. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And to be honest, I'm finding this quite cathartic and therapeutic for myself. Um, I'll talk to you later.